0: Alright, hello Boys R Us listeners, this is a very special episode. We have the Irvine Community Services Manager, Corey Elderbrand. Hey Corey. Howdy y'all. Boys R Us Studios, looking to start a podcast? Or do you have a show but it's not taking off quite yet? Contact us and we will be able to turn your dreams into reality. Boys R Us Studios. Hi there, how are you? I'm very well. I appreciate you asking and, you know, taking the time to do this. I know how busy your schedule can be. So the chance that we're able to, you know, do this is pretty cool. So just kind of starting out, I'm just curious, what got you into the world of aquatics?
1: Yeah, I, I grew up swimming. I actually started, um, joined the swim team when I was like four and a half years old. So wow, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, Two other siblings that are both younger, and my mom was just trying to keep me active. Okay, swimming lessons, and we'd go swimming every single day. Yeah. and it just kind of took off from there. So I started swimming actually for a team up in the Washington area, um, and swam for them all the way actually through high school. So, wow. which is a little unusual nowadays. Most people switch teams around and yeah, change things up. But that was kind of what got it on my got my start and got my lifeguarding job. At 15, as soon as I could, uh, um, teaching swimming lessons and
0: then kind of expanded the beach water park or waterfront parks from there. That's great. I mean, honestly, it sounds like it was a really good kind of environment for you to, you know, find that love of aquatics to find that, Hey, maybe this is something I want to continue doing. Maybe my career is going to involve aquatics and that kind of thing. And it's cool to hear that you were a lifeguard and swim instructor as well, starting out and I'm just kind of curious, from there, how did you actually become like an aquatic supervisor or whatever it be in Seattle? Yeah, so
1: I I started out working for uh, King County Parks and Recreation, which at one time was one of the largest, um, had one of the largest aquatic and pool organizations in the country. Now, unfortunately, they kind of scattered it all and, and given it away to cities. So... I was lucky to get an organization with that, that had lots of room for growth and opportunity. I, I I really liked it. So I worked a lot in the summertime. I usually worked full-time at the beach, um, lifeguarding, and then I would teach lessons in the morning. um, And sometimes even in the evening after the beach would close as well. So it just kind of kept parlaying into that. And I became one of the leads, you know, at Bellevue club, when I left King County and applied, I actually became the lifeguard supervisor, which was kind of my wasn't my first full-time job, but my first like real supervisory job. Uh, and my boss left after like six months and they named me interim aquatics director and I was 23 years old, um, and running this huge athletic clubs, aquatics facilities. And, and if you know anything about Baldy club, they also have a huge swim team too. Yeah. Really successful swim team actually. So yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty big gig and I just kind of got lucky with my foot in the door and found that I uh, have a knack for leading people and managing staff and things like that. And I kept parlaying from there.
0: That's great. And I mean, I completely agree. That's like one of your strong suits. It's the ability to lead, work with people. I mean, I always remember when like you were my manager and all of that, how you were able to listen and hear and, you know, respond and how helpful you were and I just think it's so cool that you know you started in something you know luckily something opened up but you proved yourself when you got there it's like you got the job and then they're like oh this isn't just an intern this is something long term and you know the fact that you're able to do that is really impressive especially even at 23 and i'm just kind of curious from there, I believe it was Carlsbad you ended up working for. How was that transition? Moving from all the way up north down to like Soak or even yeah.
1: Well, I you know, I, I'd worked with the Bellevue Club for eight years and I obviously SoCal is kind of the the mecca of swimming and water pool and all things aquatic. So I got the bright idea that I would uproot our family and move down here and and right out of the bat, Carlsbad had an opening for an aquatic supervisor or i I'm sorry, a community services supervisor job. And I applied for it and then got it. You know, I, I think one part of my background and that I didn't tell you is that I, I actually do come from a really heavy coaching, some coaching background. So I did masters for Bellevue Club. I coached the age team for Bellevue Club. And I also coached a few other high schools too for, for quite some time. So that was probably a harder decision. I'll be honest, was to step away from coaching. Now well, most aquatic supervisors on that level don't coach. Coach, because they're the facility and they're on that side, or they're not on the coaching side. So I made the decision um to go for it and accepted the position and moved down here right after Thanksgiving. It was a huge change. I obviously where I am today, I wouldn't change or, or make a different choice. Yeah, of course definitely worked out and it's anybody in Southern California, I think you
0: know you need to understand where where you're at and and what this area has to offer. Exactly. I think that's great. While you were in this, you know, San Diego Carlsbad area, what were some of the highlights that you remember while working? Patreon, boys R S listeners, I can tell we're really enjoying this experience. So I've decided to upgrade our Patreon and what we offer. You'll get all of these episodes ad-free. You will get video of the actual interviews being done. On top of getting exclusive comedy episodes only available on Patreon. Make sure to check it out. The link will be in the description. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you Judge Scuba Steve, a podcast by Steven Magdaleno. Also, check out Steven Mag on Twitch. All information in our bio.
1: Yeah, I think my biggest accomplishment there was that I, I got to, um, I, I had some experience in um, the complete rebuild a facility at Bellevue Club. We completely gutted the 50-meter pool, we separated into two pools, um, and then also built an outdoor facility there too. So I had some experience with that and we kind of revamped our whole type of program. There and in Carlsbad, it became really enticing. One of the reasons why I did want to move down there is that they had this park called Algonorte Park or community park and aquatic center. And it was known that they were looking at building now when I moved down here, I knew that. And then of course, you know, the economy tanked right when I moved down here. So they put it on hold. but, um, about 2010 things started to turn around and they decided that they were going to build it. So I think one of my favorite memories of my career so far was the fact that we got to see that, that park and aquatic center come to fruition. And I got to really um, develop almost every single program that they started, you know, a lot has changed there now, but it was really cool to be a part of that and create all the camps and, you know, buy all the inflatables and really try and make an aquatic center and show that it can be competitive, also it can be fun and
0: a, and a family environment as well. So yeah it sounds like you were able to be a little bit creative in what you' were doing as well, and like, oh, we're going to do this program or that and just go with it. That's cool. absolutely. they They gave me a lot of leeway. and and you know we it
1: it worked. Um, you know, they're they're in the process now it's been. I think we opened in two thousand and twelve. so now they're they're going through that process where you have to change. You have to evolve to keep things moving forward. So um they're making you know a lot a lot of changes to their. Yeah. Yeah
0: that's great i mean that sounds like it was a really good kind of experience as far as getting knowledge on how all these different things worked so that ultimately your next job as the city of Irvine aquatics director you were not only ready but you were ready to do it very well and i'm just kind of curious what what went into the move to urbine because that's a that's a prestigious position so i'm just curious yeah. Oh, you know, I, I was at,
1: um, Carlsbad is a, is a big city. It's 110,000, but not compared to Irvine. I mean, obviously Irvine has 200,000 more people than that, a bigger area and a lot more room for growth. And and that was really my decision for leaving Carlsbad is that I didn't see, there were only a few positions above me and I didn't see that that was somewhere where I was going to be able to continue my growth there. They, I had a great mentor in boss there when, when I started, he had already retired. Um, and you know, things were starting to change a little bit and I just needed, it was time for me to move on. And, and it was a very a personal decision. There was nothing, you know, wrong on that, on the side of the city or anything like that. Oh, of course. Um, so I actually had met with the, um, community service or the parks and rec director down there and said, you know, I, I think it's time for me to start looking. I appreciate all you guys have done for me. He wrote me a nice letter. And it was kind of one of those things, just like Carl's fight worked out. Right after I had that conversation, I applied for it and I got it. Decision made, decided to, to move and,
0: and come to Irvine. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, the fact that when things are needed, they were able to open up and you're ultimately able to get it is just... I mean, it goes to show not only how good of like an interviewer you are, but also quality of worker as well. And I'm just kind of curious while running the city of Irvine Aquatics Department, there was plenty of different things going on. But if you could just like one or two of like the craziest or the wildest or the happiest moments at Woollett, what would some of them be? Yeah, I think, you know, we're we're obviously really blessed
1: with some of the events that we get to offer there. Do, um, a, a few of the things that I'm really proud of, I, I think are, you know, the super swimming lesson and some of the things that we do for drowning prevention there, which has continued to to move on. Um, this fall, actually, you know, Jen, who's the new supervisor over there and her team got to lead a monster splash, a Halloween event. was was really neat to see that. That was something that I really wanted to do when I first started um, and we just weren't able to make it happen. And then on the competitive side, you know, I I think um, we've gotten to hold several national meets um, and and it seems like they're coming around more often now. So COVID obviously helped push that a little bit. You know, the host US Open, we held nationals last year. We have nationals and junior nationals this summer again. Um, And then water polo. I I think we've developed a really good relationship with USA Water Polo. Um, And, you know, that's been... um, a really good thing moving forward so we're we're in a really good place with them and I, I think there was you know I think the staff and the way things were set up there were some expectations that were a little bit when I first came there that had definitely insignificantly changed which I, I'm, I'm really excited about in the direction that we're headed
0: yeah and now I think all that stuff is great and you know what you're talking about the relationship with like usa water polo and usa swimming it's like when people think of like where are jo like championships gonna be it's literally wool like that's what everyone's thinking you know unless it's the year where they're up at stanford because they flip back and forth but like when you think like cif finals, all of these different things are out in wool. and so it's like the mecca it is where everything's going on in the world of aquatics like The top, top, top aquatics club, Nova, they're there as well. So it's like you're seeing not only, you know, great coaches, but great swimmers and great athletes and all these other things. And I think that's incredible. And the fact that you were able to run all of those nationals and junior nationals and do it so well is is really cool. And then I'm just kind of curious, you know, your time at You you had always had this vision of continuing on. And I'm just curious, what was it that got you to the next level to where you're at And collar. And collar. Look sharp. Wrinkle and stain-free clothing. Make sure to check it out. Our listeners will be getting a free tie with any purchase with code BOYSRUS. Go ahead, put that code in at checkout, and you'll be getting a free tie. Check out. And collar.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think um, really honing in our, on our our staffing and communication and things like that, and just trying to make sure that um, we're very organized and and driven, budget driven, and things like that. And, and I think another thing too is is just the relationships. I mean, you kind of spoke to to running good meets and things like that, and I, I do want to say, you know, w- we are very fortunate with our partnerships with Nova Aquatics and and. Um, Irvine Youth water polo and some of these organizations that we work with. And, and, you know, they really pull the brunt of it yeah. uh, It provide the staffing and be able to be those support people. And, you know, I, I think it goes hand in hand. We're really successful because of what each of us do those and, and really working on those relationships helped, um, make that next step and just volunteering for anything and everything and trying to learn, um, the city and, and the background and, and what it takes to run a bigger division and, and run all these things really, really help as well. Um, you know, I, I took that first step, I I think you were there when I was promoted superintendent and took over the program there and did that a couple of years. And it was really fun. I mean, I I'll admit, I I knew nothing about arts when I took over arts. So uh, taking my manager skills and, and my ability to, you know, lead, lead a team and that take that and learn what, what they have to offer. So I don't think I'm ever going to be a non-aquatics person. Um, I, I don't have any interest in ever leaving aquatics. I, I still have, you know, a lot of my hands and, and things and, in, in a lot of different pots. I, I actually, it was just this last year served as the president of the association of aquatics professionals. That was a conference I was just at. Um, so I past president this year's been involved in a lot of the California water safety coalition stuff and trying to definitely stay involved as much as I can, um, which is good because it's really healthy for me to, that is definitely where my passion lies. But I will say, you know, in my new role too, overseeing seniors and things like that, I've really come to love the challenge that these different sections and areas are, uh, very different. In fact, yesterday we had our, our employee recognition party and it was funny to see everybody there and we have, you know, our church drivers there and our disability services team and our four families outreach team and seniors and then aquatics. And it's like so different, but yet they can still come together, you know, for a common goal and and um, help each other out. So it's been really,
0: really fun to see that. Okay. that's That's great. And, you know, being at this level, it's you get to do, it seems like a lot more different kind of things and just being focused on the aquatics. And, you know, even if you miss the aquatics, you can still, you know, see what they're doing. You can check in, you know, those kinds of things. And that's so awesome. And I guess kind of like my final question is, is it continuing with this role or long-term would you look at getting an even higher role? <laughs> you no, know, I, I it,
1: it's, it's funny. My, I'm very content where I'm at. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, probably have about 15 years. I, I'm really content where I'm at. I, I think I, I have a really, um, healthy flow that keeps me busy and I'm challenged. And, and I think that's all I really want is, is I want to feel challenged and I want always, um, have something out there that I'm, I'm working towards. So as long as that stays where it is, I'll be happy, um, with that. So I, I don't really have, I, I'll be honest, I don't even really have an ambition to be in the position that I'm in. I've just happened and and
0: fell into place for me um, through the interview process and things like that. I, I think that's absolutely incredible. It's good that you're able to be challenged, but still able to do just the job well. Like, I'm just kind of curious, and this is something I finish like every interview with, what is one bit of advice you would leave to our listeners that has helped you, you know, live your life and do it successfully, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, trying to be really proactive and be one step ahead all the time, which is, it, you know, that that's an interesting thought right now because we've just spent two years being reactionary to everything that we're being told to do and what we have to follow. So I think that's one thing that we all need to focus on is, is to make that that flip and, and go back to being one step ahead and instead of one step behind and i think the other thing is is just don't be afraid to try new things even if they're completely out of your character or out of what your focus is um, because everything is a good learning experience and everything you can take something away you know little nuggets away and and make that um something that you can improve upon
0: yeah Hey, I think that was incredible and very well said. Uh, Again, I really appreciate you taking the time and doing this with me. Yeah, thank you, Ian. I hope you uh, continue doing well. And if we see each other around, I'll say hi and, you know, have a good one.